Good morning, Third Street. All right, if you don't know me, my name is J.D. Laird. I'm normally up here playing the guitar and singing songs. But this morning, my worship team is perfect without me. So can we give a hand uh, to the worship team? They really don't need me. I'm just up there for show most weeks. Um, but <laughs> All right, Corey. All right, cool it, man. Um, but I'm so happy to get the opportunity uh, to speak here this morning. I can check this off my list of things I thought I would never do is preach in church. So uh, worship leading was the first one, but I do that every week now. So guess we're stepping into this one. So good morning. Uh, if you haven't been with us, you're new here. Uh, we've been going through this series called The Off Season. Uh, it's funny how the summertime hits and oftentimes in the church we see a little bit of a drop off. And, you know, mentally you're like, well, it's the summer and, you know, I could get up and go to church today. But, you know, there's that really cool thing I want to go to or like I'm a little tired I can sleep in. We tend to kind of take the summers off, uh, which is not good because uh, there's no way to actually take an off season for your faith. Uh, there's no off season when it comes to this. So we're going through the off season talking about how there is no off season when it comes to our faith. So we're going through spiritual disciplines and today, uh, Corey came with, uh, up with this amazing idea to ask the worship leader to talk about worship. Uh, so I think that makes a lot of sense. So here I am. We're going to talk about um, worship. So uh, I think the best way to talk about worship is to talk about what worship is not. So uh, when I say the word worship, I bet a lot of images come to your head kind of like this or kind of like this or like you think that like man in the field just like this, like, there's a lot of this. I don't know, a lot of touchdowns. I don't know what that's all about. And we think of a lot of, like, there's always music. Like, how is worship not music? I, you know, I describe myself as the worship arts director, and all I ever do is sing songs, right? So, like, I'm part of the problem, right? We only ever defined worship as music, but I'm here to start off by saying worship is not just music. It's really not. It's really not. It's, um, it's a small part of what worship can actually be. Um, but so many times in the church, uh, we, we define it as just like singing songs congregationally. Uh, but I don't know about you, but even me, the worship arts director, sometimes I get to church and I'm like, all right, we're singing again. All right, like, let's, uh, we're, we're singing more songs. And, you know, uh, it's, it's funny how it's easy to check out because you're not always in the mood to sing, right? We can keep it real. I, I know that. I'm not oblivious, you know. Um, so worship is not just singing songs. Uh, singing songs can be worship, but worship does not mean singing songs. They don't equal each other. And singing songs in a congregation is an example of worship, but this idea of just that is extremely limiting to what worship really is. Um, I love this quote uh, by Scott Erickson. He's, um, he's a painter, this amazing creative. Uh, you can follow him at Scott the Painter on Instagram. Uh, if you were here for Stations of the Cross, he was the dude who made all the... He, made all the crosses and all the different stations. Um, so that was his thing. Uh, but he's, he's this awesome painter, and he has this quote um, about worship. So he says, um, it's like if you were to take the word breathing, and it was only used in the context of scuba diving, where breathing is really, really important. And so you go scuba diving with the group, and the whole time the group speaks about breathing, it's in the context of being underwater. That was such a great breathing experience. Yeah, I was breathing so hard. Let's go breathe together more this afternoon. None of how that's used is wrong. In fact, it's right on. It's just a small part of what breathing actually is. Worship is breath. Worship is that life. But, you know, in church on a Sunday morning, we're just asking you to scuba dive for a few minutes. But not everybody's... Not everybody... <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> not everybody's ready to scuba dive on a Sunday morning. And we can keep it real, right? 
Um, so this leads us to the question, real quick, I just want to address it. You're probably asking, like, yeah, we do sing songs a lot in church. Why do we sing songs in church? And instead of uh, explaining why we sing songs in church, I thought I would just show you, but I need a little crowd participation, okay? Are we ready back there? Okay, so welcome to the first, I know this thing's not on, you don't need it to be on. All right, welcome to the first ever Third Street Karaoke on a Sunday morning, all right? So we got the lyrics up here. I know you know this song. I thought, yeah, let's get clapping, let's get into it. Here we go. Do you remember the 29th night of September? Did you know these are the actual words? I did it. Come on, sing it out. Come on, let's clap. Alright, here we go. You know this part. Clapping, we got singing down. But I got another one for you. John Zimbley has volunteered to lead us in this one, so come on up. It's time for Third Street Karaoke. He's gonna need some help though. Alright, here we go. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. Come on, John. seat. Oh, man. So it's funny. It's funny, right? There's something about uh, that, if you didn't notice, that's a little similar to worship, right? You all automatically just started singing September in the YMCA, even though those lyrics really don't mean anything. You immediately started clapping to the beat without even thinking about it. And for the YMCA, you stood up without even questioning me and started doing the hand motions together. In what other context is there that kind of power, right? Okay, but when it comes to music, there's something beautifully congregational about it. You want to join it. You want to be doing the silly hand motions, right? You want to you want to be involved. And there's something special about music, which is why we sing. It's to bring ourselves together. And it's not about singing good. It's not about having a beautiful voice. It has nothing to do with that. But we sing music in order to bring ourselves together. But that's uh, that's for free. So uh, we're gonna keep going. I can talk about the music element for a while. Um, but so music excuse me, is not necessarily worship. Worship can be music, but that's not all it is. So what is worship? Okay. So for the three of you that take notes, all right, this is going to be my main point today. Okay. You ready for this? 
Worship is simply us responding to God where we are. Worship is simply us responding to God where we are, where we find ourselves. The thing is, on a Sunday morning, we find ourselves together. We find ourselves in a congregation. We sing, we worship, we pray together. We find ourselves in that context. Worship is simply us responding to God where we are. Uh, so I want to go through a couple of places that we find ourselves uh, very often. Um, we find ourselves, firstly, uh, in places of sacrifice. Um, Actually, the first time worship is ever used in the Bible is in the context of sacrifice. Abraham is leading his son, Isaac, up the mountaintop, and he says to the people, he says, we are go- I'm going up with my son to worship. That doesn't really sound like singing songs. That really doesn't sound like praising him. That sounds like obedience and sacrifice. Um, and... The first time it's ever used in the Bible is worship. Sometimes we find ourselves in places of sacrifice. A lot of times we find ourselves uh, in the ordinary, uh, places of the ordinary. Uh, You know, your job, your nine to five, whatever you're doing to get by. Uh, We find ourselves, you know, playing video games, cleaning dishes, uh, watching the kids, you know, just whatever the ordinary is for you. I think that's where we find ourselves a lot. The boring, the mundane, that's just where we're at, right? Um, this is another place that we find ourselves. Um, sometimes we find our places, our, our, um, ourselves in moments of silence, um, in solitude. We find ourselves by ourselves. I mean, there's often times, there's so much, you, you, like think about the time you spend in the car by yourself. Just that, like alone. Just time in the car. Like that is such a big part of our lives, but we just brush over. We're just like, oh, it's not, you know, there's nothing useful there. It's just, it's just alone time. Um, other times we find ourselves in places of joy, you know, we can, we can get up, we can sing the YMCA, you know, we think, I think uh, immediately of weddings, they're super fun, I've been to a lot, because it's that time in my life, you know, where everybody's getting married, I happen to be one of them, we, me and Juliana get married in two months, so yeah, right, I mean, when I think of joy, I think of that, right, like, <laughs> I'm excited to start our lives together. It's going to be a good time. Um, Other examples, they can be smaller than that, though. It could be finding money in your pocket, you know, petting a dog, the birth of a new child, you know, a 50th birthday party, um, liberation from an addiction, the day you graduated. I mean, joy is so, like, sporadic, but those moments of joy, they're precious. You want to hold on to them. But the thing is, we don't always find ourselves in joy. And the thing is, with all these moments we find ourselves, there's an ability to worship him, an opportunity to worship him in all of these. But sometimes we're not so happy on a Sunday morning. Sometimes we're not feeling joy. And sometimes we find ourselves in moments of grief. When the walls fell And the hungry child Cried out for help Did you hear the sound? Did your heart break? Does your heart break now? So, fun fact about the book of Psalms. You can keep that playing. Um, Fun book about uh, the book of Psalms is that the majority of them are not praise songs. They're not lift your hands up and worship him with happiness and joy. They're 
actually mostly laments, um, which is a prayer of complaint to God. cut it there. Thank you. This is where we find ourselves all too often is in the grief um, in the loss of a loved one and moments where we feel separate from God and moments where we don't even want him to be real because if he was real that would mean a whole lot more judgment, a whole lot more pressure on our lives and we just can't handle it, right? But these moments of grief like we're supposed to worship in that too? I mean, are you kidding me? Like I don't have energy to do that. And there's so many times where we're questioning God. You know, we're asking him, like, why? Why is this in front of me? Why me? And we get told these things like, oh, it'll strengthen you. It'll make you better. Like, that's great, but it's a little empty, right? Like, if we're being real. But we're called to worship through those moments. And we have a God that calls us to worship in those moments. So why, right? Why worship him through it all? We find ourselves in all kinds of situations, in all kinds of careers, with all different lives, and we are called to practice worship every day of our lives. What does that look like in the day-to-day? Well, this is what it looks like, okay? So I find my answer, or I found my answer in Romans 12, and I wanted to share it with you. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies, which means, in this context, your whole lives, your everything— Whatever you're involved in, the people you're around your whole lives, give them to God because of all he has done for you. All he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. This is how we worship. We, we give our lives to him. We, we open up to him. This is us responding to God where we are at. And that's the response because of all he has done for us, all he has brought us through. He is faithful. He is constant. And that's why we come to him in worship. It could be anything going around 
anything going on in your life, there's no reason to not. We need to be worshiping him through that. We need to be responding to him exactly where we are. So it continues, in his grace, God has given us different gifts, doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given to you. If you have a word for your neighbor, for your brother, for your sister, if you have encouraging words, speak them. This is how we worship him. It's an encouragement of one another. It's building each other up. You know, this, this is worship. Okay? We go uh, on in verse 7. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. What do you have to give? I guarantee we have a lot more than we take credit for. What do you have to give? Maybe it's your time. Maybe it's just sitting and being with somebody. You know, maybe you have a bigger bank account than I do and you're able to bless financially people. Maybe you're able to support people, bring people into your household. Like maybe you're able to give in ways that, maybe you're able to serve in ways that you never would have thought of before. If you're a teacher, teach well. How many of us have skills that we need to be bringing on to the people around us, that we need to be encouraging? I think so much of our culture is fight to the top. You know, you want to be the strongest at this, this, and this, and you're going to climb your way up over everybody. That's not, that's not how we worship him. We worship him by giving our skills and our abilities to everyone around us, okay? Because we are all much, much, much better when we are able to teach and disciple and bring up those around us. We're all made stronger for this. This is worship. That's what worship is. If it is giving, give generously. Oh, sorry. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If, you're, if it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. How many fathers do we have in the room? How many mothers do we have in the room? That's a leadership ability right in front of you day after day. And if you can get past changing the diapers and getting them where they need to go on time... You need to see yourself as a leader. You're leading them through their lives. Your purpose is so much bigger than just the day-to-day. That is worship. We're getting into the real ones now. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Don't just pretend to love others. Like, really love them. Like, do you know what love is? Like... It's not at a distance. Like, it's coming up close. Like, if you have somebody that you have something between, if you have fights, if you have some kind of weirdness between them, you gotta, you got to come closer. you got to step closer and really love them. It's not just dealing with it. It's not just shouldering it. It's actually dealing with those situations in your lives. Who are the people in your lives that you need to make right with? Who do you need to step closer to? This is how we worship him. This is how we worship him, by stepping closer with those people. And most of that stuff in between is just fear anyways. So step through that fear and just love them. We hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Those beautiful moments, you know they're good. You know what is good. When you see God through people, through experiences, through places in your lives, hold tightly to that. Not the empty things that surround us that distract us on the day-to-day. And you know exactly what those are. Those time fillers, those things that we don't need to be doing anyways that just leave us feeling empty, alone. I can't help but think of the thing in my pocket that takes so much of my time away. I mean, social media, for one, is one of those separating factors. That is not what is good, you know? Like, we need to be working through that. We need to be building authentic relationships and not just clinging on to the average, the ordinary. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. I mean, like, 
that's sacrifice, like what we talked about earlier. Like, when it says, like, do it enthusiastically, that means, like, actually doing it. You know, like, it's not like this, oh, only when I'm happy I'm going to do it. No, it's actually sacrifice. It's way much more obedience than, like, when I feel, like, happy to do so. But serve those around you, you know? And it continues, this is our hope. Rejoice in our confident hope. Our hope is Christ. Our hope is Jesus. Our hope is liberation from the things that are keeping us down. And never cease praying. This is how we worship him. We talk to him. We talk to him through the messes, the places that we find ourselves. This is how we worship him. And it ends with this, which really sums it all up. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. God's people is all people. All people created by him, the people you're sitting next to, everybody in this room, the people you interact with, that person that cut you off on the highway. We are to help those. We are to love them. We are to stand beside our neighbor in all things. These are all ways to worship him. These are, I could list a billion more ways to worship him because in the end, this is what it all comes down to. There are infinite ways to worship God. Because there are infinite ways to experience and respond to God. I'm going to say that again. There are infinite ways to worship God because there are infinite ways to experience and respond to God. In your day-to-day life, where you're sitting right now, in the situations you find yourself in, there's a way to worship him through that. You're not going to check it at the door like we said earlier. We're going to bring it in here with us and we're going to worship God through that. And this, this is how we worship him. It sounds a lot different than singing songs on a Sunday. That is not where it ends. It is just a small part of all we can do to worship him. Through the singing of songs together, through enjoying a beautiful sunset, through enjoying the community of an old friend, through rooting on your favorite sports team, through fishing with your grandpa, through experiencing the birth of your first child, through sitting crying with your loved ones as they tell you their diagnosis, There are infinite opportunities to respond to God. So this is our call. Our call is to worship him, is to respond to him. And what response does really is it opens us up to him, right? It's keeping it real with him. It's it's questioning him. It's, It's asking him. It's thanking him. It's praising him. It's all these things, and it's through your day to day life. So where are you standing this morning? If worship is us responding to God where we are at, where are you at this morning? If the worship team can come up, we're going to move into a time of response um, in a little bit, a time to do exactly that, to respond, which is worship. We are going to worship him. But I want you to seriously think for a second where you are at. Where are you at with God? Where are you at with the people around you? Where are you at in your relationships? Where are you at? With God, there is no in and out of his love and his grace. So if you seriously sit there and question where you're at with him, I promise it's within his love and within him caring. So I want you to think deeply about where are you? Are you in the joy? Are you in these moments where you need to praise him, to sing out to him, or you need to cry out? You're like, so thankful. You just got liberated from that. God delivered in this way. We're still alive today. I mean, there's infinite ways to worship him in the joy. 
Do you find yourself in the grief? What have you lost that you haven't brought to him? What are you holding on to that you never want to bring to him, that you want to keep separate? What are those deep moments in your life that you don't want to go near because you're afraid that he won't handle it with love and mercy? Or that you don't think he could do anything with it? Are you in the ordinary? Are you in the drop your kids off at this time, get to work at this time, do this, 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 and this? And you can't see God anywhere? You can't see the purpose in what you're doing? Many of you probably find yourselves in jobs that you don't see as a long-term career. It's just one thing to the next. There's a way to worship him through that. Is that where you find yourself this morning? Or are you in the silence and the solitude? Do you feel alone? Do you feel like God has given you a season where he's kind of taken the people away around you? And you feel, you feel lonely. You feel like you're without hope. Is that where you're at this morning? We worship in the midst of these places, in the midst of sacrifice, solitude, joy, exhaustion, apathy, and grief in order to allow God to work in the midst of situations we have no control over. We need to open ourselves up. That's the only way that healing can come. That's the only way that purpose can come. That's the only way we can unite together as a church and restore what's broken together. There are infinite ways to worship God because there are infinite ways to experience and respond to God. How will you respond to him this morning? Let's pray.